the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. Thanks for listening to the Town Hall Review with Hugh Hewitt podcast, bringing to you the best voices on the stories and issues that matter. Helping make it all possible is the generous partnership with the Pepperdine Graduate School of Public Policy. Here's another piece I'll trust you enjoy. Susan Rice, you dirty dog. I normally don't talk about women like that, but these women deserve no respect especially ones who are pushing rhetoric and agendas that makes absolutely no sense. And let me just say this because I know a lot of people ain't going to like me saying it, but, you know, I, I wish that black people, not all, because there's a lot of smart ones like me that are that are out there, but I, I wish generally speaking that black people would stop with this racist stuff. Stop making excuses. Everything that happens in life doesn't have to be about Race. I do not understand the most vocal victims. And when I say vocal, I mean the people that are perpetuating victimhood the most. It seems to be black folks. Susan Rice is the most ignorant woman that I have ever heard of. And I say that about a lot of these people. But one of the most ignorant women that I ever heard of when she made this statement at scam artist uh, Al Sharpton's. NAN uh, conference. Let me let me play the clip of what she said, and then I'm going to explain why this is the most ignorant thing to say. It's rooted in lies. It's rooted in victimhood with no substantial evidence, and it does nothing for black people. And it's sad because Susan Rice is a guest speaker at Al Sharpton's thing, and all they do is is is, is put black people in a position where you ain't never gonna grow. You can't grow. Like I said yesterday, you can't grow looking in the rear. You can't drive straight looking in the rearview mirror. How are you going to focus on your future when you're looking behind you the whole time? And then, they, then, then some of these people can't be honest about the rearview mirror. You really ain't never going nowhere in life if you can't look at the front windshield and, and, and chart your path. And then even if you look in the rearview mirror to make sure you can get over to the next lane, you can't even be honest about what you're looking at in the rearview mirror. All right. Play clip one. No, no. We're not recording. In the last 20 years, the U.S. had a GDP shortfall of $16 trillion due to discrimination against black Americans. If we closed our racial gaps, we could add another $5 trillion to GDP over just the next five years. And in case you're wondering, that's not my math. That's according to Citibank. We all benefit when every community has the chance to thrive. Let me now turn to health care. I just... I wish I could move out of this country and go live in another country or we can move these dummies out of our country and then we can have a better country. 
it, it just it baffles me that a person with that level of intelligence just consistently say things that are incredibly disingenuous, right? Let me tell you about the Citibank's statement or, or, or the the citation of the report from Citibank that she referenced. In this article, it says that the analysis in the report um, that follows shows that if four key racial uh, gaps for blacks, which are wages, education, housing, and investment, were closed 20 years ago, it would be a $16 trillion um, that could have been added to the U.S. economy. And if the gaps were closed today, $5 trillion can be added to, U- to the U.S. GDP over the next five years. Now, this is why you can't be so mentally challenged that you don't understand how to look at stats. When you say if gaps were closed, the spread of gap does not mean that it's racial or racist in nature. When you talk about wages, if you are not properly educated, which means you are not taking your schoolwork seriously, then you probably won't have the same job or the same upward mobility on a job as somebody else. That has nothing to do with racism. Because like most black people go to all black schools. Let's keep it. Let's keep it 100. Most black people live around black people. That's statistical proof. Most white people live around white people. So most black people live around black people. So that most black people live in areas that are highly populated with black people. And most of the schools they go to are mostly black. How do you know that Mr. Tatum? Because I grew up in Fort Worth, Texas. And I went to Paul Lawrence Dunbar High School. In Fort Worth ISD, Paul Lawrence Dunbar, O.D.Y., uh, uh, Trimble Tech, Eastern Hills, Poly, all of the schools that were full of black people were in black neighborhoods, and most black people lived there. So then you have to beg the question, that why is my education not as good as the white people's education? It ain't because the white people, because they over there. And we over here, and the principal of our school is black, the teachers are black, the parents who are parenting us are black, then maybe we should look in the mirror and say, maybe it's something we're doing wrong. When I went to school, it, it wasn't a matter of racism that whether people did work or not. A lot of times it had to do with your parents. And then also whether you don't want to apply yourself or not. I would go to school, some dudes in the school shooting dice in the bathroom, smoking weed, skipping class, not going to class. Their parents didn't care. They didn't care. And then there was others that went to my school, same school, same environment, same neighborhood, that they ended up getting full full academic scholarships to the University of Texas, University of Texas A&M. You, you go down the list. All the football players, nine of us were D1 athletes. We all were able to pass and go uh, uh, be able to have our scholarships to go to college. None of us flunked out and wasn't able to go to college because of our grades. Why? Because our coach said, get off your and, and show up to class every day and do what you're supposed to do. If you don't, if you don't pass the grades, you don't play. And we wanted to play bad enough that we'll do anything to pass the grades. We pass, we made adequate amount of grades to go to college and get an education. Let me just explain to you how it ain't the white man's fault. Out of most of the people that was at my university, and I just said nine of us were D1 athletes, four, four of us were all Americans. And maybe two of us graduated college. Now, let me just explain to you why it didn't happen. It has nothing to do with racism. It has nothing to do with prejudice, right? 
my older brother, he went to the University of Texas. He ended up transferring to Abilene Christian University, and he decided he didn't want to finish his school. That's on him. He decided he'd rather just go to the NFL and not finish his education. Then, we, then I had another player, and I'm not going to say names because I don't want to put them, put them out there like that. Um, but we had a, a running back, went to college. He was homesick. It was only him and his mama used to raise him and his brother, so he couldn't take it being in Wisconsin. So he drove home. Our coach put him in the car, took him back to school, and said, bro, you, you got a scholarship. You need to finish school. He couldn't take it. He went home to live with his mama. He'd take care of his mama. That's why he didn't, get it. he didn't finish his education. And I won't say take care of his mama. He wanted to be around his brother and his mama. And then we go down the list. My friend, who, who now, he wasn't my friend. He's really my brother's friend. He ended up killing himself a couple years ago. Now, he was in school. He went to the University of Texas A&M. He got with some girl, got her pregnant, and decided he wasn't going to finish school because he'd rather stay at home and hang out with this girl with a new baby instead of going to school and getting an education for both of them so they could have a better life. Then I had another one. I called him my cousin. He went to Wisconsin. All-American, just like I was, my brother was. And the one that killed himself, he was an All-American too. So it was four of us. But he goes to Wisconsin, beats up a girl, gets in trouble, threw the girl down the stairs, ended up getting kicked out of school. That was him. You know, and then I got my degree. I didn't. The, the college didn't work out the way it was supposed to for me for football, but I still got my degree. I finished. My father said, you better finish. I don't care what you do. They don't have to put you on the field ever. You better finish your degree. So I'm just giving you examples of sometimes why we don't succeed. And it has nothing to do with race. It has everything to do with decision making. And, 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 and when they put these stats out here like this, it's disingenuous. Closing the gap of education. Our teachers aren't performing. Our parents aren't following up and showing up. We got kids going to school gangbanging. They're not getting an education. That's on our teachers, our people, our kids. Talk about housing. My grandmother, and the thing is, is that my grandmother had a kid when she was 12. She had my mom when she was 12. So she couldn't read. Now, my grandfather was in the military. Well, my real grandfather, that he was a bum. But the grandfather that I grew up knowing, he was in the military. He could read. But the thing is, is financial literacy. They didn't, they didn't buy their house. They've been renting their house for like 35 years. They probably paid that house off 100 times already. You know, these people come up with these statistical fallacies, um, and, and I will call them confirmation bias. They find a statistical talking point in which they can use to victimize black people even further. Because you must be a looney tune to think that the wage gap in America is due to racism and not choices. Are there some cases where some people don't like black folks for no reason? Qualified black people get turned down. Yeah, of course, that, it happens. Qualified white folks get turned down too. Qualified Asian people get turned down too. So it happens. It happens amongst, I would argue, every group. But just like the wage gap between men and women, the wage gap between black people and white people are, are, are based on decision making, geographical location, choices, lifestyle choices. All of those things are the reason why your wages are different. You know, you look at when I was a young man, I ain't never my, I never thought about being a doctor. 
I never thought about being a doctor, a lawyer. Some of that stuff was corny as a mother to me. Growing up in the culture I grew up in, being a rapper, being a you know, being a rap artist, you know, a rapper, rap artist, being an athlete, all those things, an actor and entertainment. That's all those things were way cooler to me than being a doctor. That was boring. That was whack. Ain't nobody want to go to school and do all that. I want to go to the NFL. So when you when you look at and all of my homeboys did. And then the ones, when I was growing up, the ones that didn't want to go to the NFL, they wanted to be studious, we made fun of them. We said, oh, man, you're trying to be white. You think you like the white man. So if you grow up like that, which, which I guarantee you, I, God is my witness as I'm sitting here, I would argue that probably 60% of black people live in that environment. If that's your environment, then, of course, your decision-making on career fields are going to be different than somebody whose parents are, are telling them you have to aspire to be more than just an athlete because there's a good chance you ain't going to make it. You need to be a doctor. You need to be an engineer. You need to be in marketing. You need to, be, to have a finance degree. All of those different things that people have to strive for versus people like myself culturally because we get scholarships. We play football at college. Everybody thinks they're going to go to college somewhere. And if you don't have your mindset and focus properly, then you're typically working in a different jobs and different career fields. I already talked on education. I, I don't know what they're explaining about housing, but I told a story before I went to the break of my grandmother. She couldn't read my, my grandfather that I knew. Um, he, he, he could read. He was in the military. He ended up retiring because he had PTSD, but he could read. But, but I don't think they had what we call financial literacy because there's no reason for them to be renting their house for like 30 some years. They could have, with the money that they had, with the credit that they, they had, they could have bought a house. They weren't even married. Now, they're, they're common-law married, marriage because they've been together for 40-some years, or probably more than that. Um, so, regardless of that, housing, financial literacy, investment. If you look at any statistical data, black people have less money in the bank account than white people. That, ain't have, that, has, that has minimal to do with racism. It has more to do with choices. If you look at the spending of, of black people generally, they spend more on high-end fashion than white people do. They spend, you know, it, it was an article that I read about uh, Mercedes. It was like almost like black people are buying more Mercedes than people that have twice their money are buying. And you look at the, the median income of the black community, there's no way in the world you should be buying Mercedes. There's no way in the world you should be at Gucci. You should be at Louis Vuitton. And what happens is, Culturally, when you grow up poor or when your parents, you know, are a certain way, the first opportunity you have to feel wealthy, to feel like you made it, to feel like you accomplished, you're going to bite that apple every single time. You're not going to do the long term investment. You're not going to do the long, long money wealth. It's, it's the right now, the flashy look. I made it. I'm out the hood. And those things create the deficits and the gaps in investment and housing and wages. Look at the NFL. You got all these guys in the NFL, like 80% of them go bankrupt. It's not a lack of money. They signed a million dollar contracts. It's the lack of decision or poor decision-making that create these environments. And I'll, I'll add this to it. So therefore, when you look at this and they say, if we close the gaps in the black community, we would have made $16 trillion. Now let me add this to the, to the point here, there's people in this country that are extremely wealthy and they understand how to make money and all they think about is money and all they do is money. Now, wouldn't you think 
that a person would be that want money, that's thinking about money, that live for money, that's a billionaire wanting to be a trillionaire? Wouldn't you think if they saw a Citibank's thing that says if only black people were equal to white people in these categories, we could add $16 trillion <laughs> to the GDP. You, you, you think that these wealthy people are like, nah, man, I don't want, I don't want no money. I don't want $16 trillion added to the GDP because I don't like black people. Shut the front door. If, if this was real stat and it was just as simple as saying, let's be fair to black people. These wealthy people would be doing this in a heartbeat, even if they didn't like black people, because they look at money. They look at GDP, gross and wealth. They know that if black people would, would, would be able to close the gap on some of these things, they probably a, a spend more money on high end fashion, which is what make some of these people richer. They're not going to invest. They're going to spend right now money, Mercedes, clothes, fashion, all of these things that typically black people are spending their money on, generally speaking. So we know it's bull crap. Just like they do with the, the women when it comes to uh, um, paying seven cent on a dollar. It's like, man, any, any person that does finances for a business would be like, dude, I'll just hire our women and pay them less. And therefore, I, I didn't save 30%. You know how much 30% savings in a multi-billion dollar company is? Come on, man. It, women have every job on planet Earth. It's all fabricated. It's all false. It's all false equivalents. Thanks for listening to the Town Hall Review. Our program is coming today in partnership with the Pepperdine Graduate School of Public Policy. It's America's most unique graduate leadership program offered on Pepperdine's breathtaking campus in Malibu, California. Learn more at publicpolicy.pepperdine.edu. If you're enjoying the podcast, please tell a friend to go to Town Hall Review and sign up as well today. Three-star general Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal records of the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.